What's going on, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As usual, I am Nick Fairby, right for Pittsburgh Sports Now, Call Games or WPTS Radio, and I'm a production assistant at ACC Network. And folks, today we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about pit basketball. We're going to talk about just how good John Hughley is, and we'll talk about potential NBA aspirations for him. Is he good enough to reach that level? We'll also talk about the improvement of Femi Odukali over these last few games. And we'll talk about the importance of Pitt keeping this core together down the stretch. It's all coming up here on Locked on Pitt. You are Locked on Pitt, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, folks? Welcome back to the Locked on Pit podcast. As always, thank you for making the Locked on Pit podcast your first listen every day, folks. I always appreciate it. And more importantly, if you are listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment, give me all that feedback, turn on the notification bell, make sure you're ready when all the new episodes come out. If you're listening to this, leave a review, leave some feedback. Always enjoy it, guys. As always, always appreciate all the support in whatever medium you Give me it. Now, folks, today I want to take a little bit more of a step back and I want to talk about pit basketball at large um, a little bit more because I think that is where maybe we can find a little bit more inkling than just say this is what's happening on the court. Yes, we know Jeff Cable is going to be back and we'll talk about what they need to do for the offseason when the offseason comes around. I don't want to spoil that talk too early before we know. Uh, some things that could happen. But I think the first order of business is, is what Pitt needs to do down the stretch to continue building and, and what that win against North Carolina meant for them and overall where they have to go. Well, let's keep it a buck first. They have a big game coming up tomorrow on Saturday against Georgia Tech. And that's the first order of business. And I think that this game for Jeff Capel and his squad is so pivotal. It's such a huge game for them because Pitt 100% needs to win this game. They need to continue to keep the momentum they had going into this game against North Carolina. And now that they have sustained through the game with the big win, they have to continue to move through it. Right. And so Pitt right now is in a little bit of a limbo zone, if you will, because this is an area they haven't been at this year. This is kind of uncharted waters. And as we continue to go up, up and up, this is going to be more and more uncharted waters. And so Pitt, as it stands right now, has to get this win because this is a winnable game for Pitt. Georgia Tech is not a good team in the slightest in the conference. They have been pretty pitiful overall. Most metrics are going to favor Pitt in this game. Pitt now has a chance to get seven conference wins as well. That'd be the most under Jeff Capel. Uh, so this this is a chance for Pitt to do things, to do a bigger thing. You know, 3-11 in conference is Georgia Tech. And it's not a team that has particularly many great wins. 
They've got a few solid players. But it's it's not a team that you look at and you say is all that good. They played some teams tough. Notre Dame, they played tough. But there's been a lot of games where they have absolutely gotten clobbered. They're not outright terrible, but this is not a top-tier team either. I mean, they just lost by double digits to NC State. And so Pitt's going to have to sustain this momentum because the, the only thing bigger that would be just an absolutely huge just death now and real deflator to this program after getting a real big win streak would be a loss to a Georgia Tech team that you can easily beat. And again, this is really the last team you look at and say that they can beat 100%. I think they have a chance against Miami. Uh, and they'll have a chance against Notre Dame, too, because Notre Dame does play a lot of close games against a lot of teams. Um, but they're not going to win the game against Duke. And so that's a guaranteed loss, essentially. Um, Pitchers doesn't have the talent level to compete with Duke. But the difference is here, this is going to be, can you create actual buzz and momentum heading into your off season? And then what, obviously, can you do carrying into the ACC tournament? So this is a big game for Jeff Cable and his squad. They have to win this game because you need to con- you need to create some buzz and, and some atmosphere around here to not only go on the portal and, and go into but the potential late prep market as some guys like Noah Bachelor are decommitting uh, and potentially you're going after these late recruits that are kind of peeling off from other schools so they don't feel are good fits after a full year and they're, they're trying to sign on late and it's going to be more and more competitive. You need something to sell them off. And I think Pitt's going to look to add a high school recruit, and you're going to need something to sell them on. And same with the transfer portal, right? You you want to continue to showcase that this team is close. And you're losing Mo Gee, so you want to get a, a really good four. You want to get another wing to supplement what Mo brought in three game because you're probably not going to get a, the same guy as Mo. He's just such a unique player. Uh, it's going to be really hard to, to replace what Mo Gee brought to Pitt. So... When you have such a unique player to replace, you're going to have to sell team guys on multiple roles. And if you can showcase that it translated to wins and they're go- and you are peaking at the right time, I think that a lot of players will at least look at that as progress and say, hey, I could be that missing piece. I could be that link that, that this team needs to really take a boost up to the next level. And that's what Jeff Capel is going to have to do. But not only that, in, in this day and age where you are in an era of college basketball with so much movement from year to year in it and for players transferring out and moving, it is certainly not a bad thing that they're able to transfer and move around. I like it for these players. But also with coaches, you now have a different job. Not only do you have to recruit the players that you were going to need, and Pitt's going to have to recruit a few guys out of the portal. You'll probably have at least three spots open, maybe four. But more importantly, you're going to have to recruit your guys back. And Pitt, and this is the crucial part, Pitt has to recruit Femio DeCali back, John Hughley back. They're going to have to recruit all these guys back that, that is part of their main core. And keeping together that main core is going to be really important for Pitt. Because they're going to, if you look at the backcourt with four, the four guys they have, Sabande, Horton, Odukali, and Burton, it's a pretty good backcourt. The frontcourt is going to have Hughley, Collier, 
And then there's a little bit of other questions to fill in. And that's where your portal will come in, but you can't lose anyone significant. Um, and, and that's going to be big. So if you are Jeff Capel, you have to recruit your guys back. And that's going to be big for Pitt. And, and this Georgia Tech game is going to be a big game in doing that. Uh, a loss to Georgia Tech could, could, could see another deflating kind of end of the season where Pitt goes on a four-game losing streak into the ACC tournament, and that's not what you want. Uh, you want the win here, and and you might go on a three-game losing streak into the tournament anyways just because it's such a tough schedule. But if you can at least ride a four-game win streak and then build on something, stay competitive in these last three games as well, and showcase that you are building actually something here to work with, I think that's much more, I guess, convincing to a lot of guys when you have to keep them here and then go outside of it. So this Georgia Tech game is huge for the future of the program, I think, because it's going to really tell you if this team has grown and, and kind of meshed together and has has overcome what, what you would think from a normal Jeff Cable team. If this team wins this game and doesn't suffer a letdown after three really big wins and a really emotional win on the road at UNC, I think you can really start to put things together and really start to praise Jeff Cable. So they have to win this game. It's a must-win game as far as I'm concerned against Georgia Tech. And then the rest of the games, you know, they'll probably have to win one or two in the AC tournament seeding-wise. You know, a win here is also big for them um, in terms of the seeding. Maybe they can get that 10 seed. Uh, and that would be big for them because if they get 10 seed, they'll probably avoid Duke. Um, so there's a lot of things that that could happen. It could actually advance two days into the ACC tournament, and you would love to see that. That would be really good for the Panthers if they can do that. But I want to now kind of break it down more into individual players. I want to talk a little bit about John Hughley and, and where he's at after this game against Armando Baycott. And, and his stock and how much it's rising. But first, folks, let me let you know about Bet Online because football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage and information. Neat, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. And as we continue this talk here a little bit about pit basketball and Shifting it from a team perspective to a program perspective, but I want to talk a little bit more about individual. Um, and in this one, I want to really highlight John Hughley um, and what he's started to really bring to the table. And, and, and I think that his growth over the year has been so huge. And we're getting to a point here now where I think we have to start worrying not just about a transfer. And I, I get I'll say this. I think a transfer is less likely than people think. He stuck by John Hughley. Uh, Jeff Capel did throughout his process last year. They seem really close. The Brush program really loves Jeff Capel and that staff. They think John Hughley really likes it a pit. Um, so, so my guess is that this doesn't happen um, in terms of when you actually look at the transfer market, I think they're going to get John Hughley back. If that's the option, if it's between staying at Pitt or transferring, I think you get that. But I think there's a third option here that that's a little bit more of a 
tempting one for John Hughley, and that's the draft, the NBA draft to be specific. And the, the, here's the thing. It really doesn't preclude Hughley from doing anything because he has his options open, right? So for two reasons, I think that as he continues to grow, he puts up a great game against Armando Baycott. From the early season where he was a guy that was a little bit tentative against guys bigger than him to a guy that now is willing to just bury his shoulder, be more physical than you, uh, and just really pile a drive into you. We've seen the growth of John Hughley as a physical player. He's really used his frame, and he plays like his frame is built now. Uh, he's gotten much more creative in his post moves. I think he still can improve there. I think a lot of his post moves are a little basic, but they're, they're obviously effective. But when you talk about the next level, you're going to need to take your things to the next level. Uh, and, and here's the thing, is that John Hughley is developing some things. One, he's a just an absolute free throw volume shooter. I and mean, he's a good free throw shooter, so that's really good for him. Uh, defensively, he showcased a lot of good things recently, too. Um, early in the year, you saw he had heavy feet, wouldn't feel like he would slide his feet, didn't feel like he was nimble enough for a big man. And now he's playing with a lot better edge. He's hedging screens. He's down low in the post, playing it very well. He's relentless on the boards. He's doing a lot of good things that post players do. Now, there's, there's a few things about Hughley that you've really seen come on recently. And that's the passing out of double teams. I think that when pressure is applied to him in the blow post, uh, he's really gotten the ability to, to use the court vision, become an effective big man passer, which has really made him valuable. I mean, I think he has great hands. I think that's a big boost to him. But I think his defense and his passing ability over this past week and a half or so have really been the boons to him. And I think we have to talk about after this Baycott one, whether he's going to enter the draft or not. And I think it's a legitimate discussion here because John Hughley at this point is 100% playing at a high enough level to where if I were him, I'd be peaking my interest at that. Now, I'll say this. I don't necessarily think that Hughley's going to get drafted. I don't necessarily think he's going to be gone. But there's a few things about the draft that I think make a lot of sense for him. One, he doesn't actually have to leave Pitt. So you can sign with an agent, and we talked about this with Justin Champagne last year when he entered the draft, but it always felt like he was probably gone. Um, there were not much things that he could have gained. Justin Champagne really just had to improve on, on a scale where he focused himself fully on basketball and focused on the three-point shot focused on himself as a dribble driver and more in that area. There was different things for Justin Champagne. He really didn't have any more room to improve in the college game. And if he was going to come back this year, he would have had to have the team around him that he believed could get to the NCAA tournament and it was worth it. And he also had injuries that he dealt with. So there's a lot of different things that were working with Champagne that aren't working with Hughley. But because you can return, you can still sign with an agent as long as you don't get money. You can sign with an agent, and and you can explore things in that regard. So he, so here's the thing. John Hughley can sign with an agent, go to the combine, talk with teams, not get drafted, doesn't want to sign a deal or anything like that, and can come back to Pitt. And going through the process, I think, is something that is going to really intrigue him. 
I don't think he's going to get drafted. Guys like Kofi Cockburn can't get drafted. I don't know if John Hughley will. Now, Hughley, I think, has more to gain from coming back, too. And I say this because when you look at what he brings to the table, and specifically what John Hughley has to work on, rim protecting is the first thing. I think this is where he can improve upon right away at Pitt. And I think the other thing is that jump shot that he's working. Uh, He has the touch to do it. He doesn't have the consistency yet to do it. I don't think he has the comfortability to work outside of the paint just yet, outside of a spot-up shooter. Now, if you can become that stretch four or five, because he is smaller than it would be, and his game at his size is not going to necessarily translate to the next level in that regard, I think you're going to need to get that jump shot going, and he can improve on that here as well. So there's a few things he can 100% improve upon in Pitt. And so there's incentive for him to come back. And also, I think, you know, he's developed over the year. Jeff Capel and, and, and staff have really nurtured, nurtured him really well and have allowed him to get through his tough times. And ha- he's grown through it. He's grown through adversity. And, and Pitt staff has stuck by it, given him some tough love. But he's grown through it. And I think he sees the direction in everything that Jeff Capel and his staff are doing for him. So there's a lot of direction to it all. And there's a lot to gain. Well, I think you have to worry about him going to the draft because it makes sense here. He He's grown so much. He has the production. He also has the performances. But more importantly, he's a guy that absolutely has nothing to lose by doing it. Really. I don't know what you lose by entering the draft if you're John Hughley. Because you don't have to go there. You don't have to leave. You can come back. And so, more importantly, this is a guy that should explore that area, should see what the process brings him, and I think you it's something to be worried about for sure. I don't think he's going to get necessarily a big enough contract. I think Pitt could set up NIL deals. If the, if the money is the issue, he can still get paid here. Because of that, I think Pitt's going to try and set up NIL deals. They just announced uh, the NIL launch of, of PACT. Uh, last week so there's an ability to maybe get some nil deals if that's an issue if you wants to pay a little more you can get him an nil deal um and and so there's a lot of things that you look at with john hughley that makes sense for him to to go and explore the draft and he's grown to that it's something that jeff cape and stuff have to be worried about in the off chance he might leave he's going to explore it and you won't know necessarily till june if he's going to come back or not and so I think it's something to be prepared of, and I think it's a possibility that Pitt fans have to take on in reality and really be prepared to see uh, overall come to fruition. All right, folks, as we continue to talk here on the individual level, I want to talk more about Femi Odukali and kind of his improvement over the year and where I see him going uh, in the future and how important he's going to be. But first, let me let you know about Built Bar, because this is the time of year that I know everyone pretty much gives up on their New Year's resolutions, but not this year, because you can stick to your resolution right now, especially if that is to lose weight or eat. Right. It's all thanks to Built Bar, because it almost feels like it's not a resolution, because you can actually enjoy eating them. So have you tried the puffs? Because if you aren't, I'm telling you, you're missing out on one of the best Built Bar tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow and they're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat and they're covered in 100% real chocolate and they are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors including yun, yummy cinnamon z, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, 
They're all so good, and they have a chance to be your favorite. And all built bars are coated in 100% real chocolate, including puffs. And listen, you also get all the benefits, though, of a protein bar as opposed to a candy bar. So built bars are low in calories, low in sugar, low in carbs, but high in protein. So it's just like a protein bar, but it tastes good. So here's the... Here's the download, folks. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. All you have to do is use our promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast as we continue talking here a little bit about pit men's basketball on an individual level. As in, you know, we highlighted John Hughley, and now I, I kind of want to highlight Femi Odukali because the improvement that I've seen out of Femi Odukali has just been really fun. It really has been a ton of fun to watch this guy play at such a high level. And the improvement that you see out of him over the course of the year is really big. So where you stand right now with Femi Udikali is he's improving on multiple areas. And he here's the thing. He was an old prep player. He's already 21. He's only a sophomore. And so Odukali is one of those older types of players that came out of high school. But just compare some stats of his from this year to last year. And you'll see a lot of improvement. Now, you won't see it in this, uh, the field goal percentage. That's down a little bit. He's taking more volume shots. He's taking a lot of tougher shots. But here's the bigger thing. The rebounds are up. I think this has been something for Femi Odekali. He's really embraced the boards as a mechanism for him. Attributing to the team more when he's not on. And, and Femi Odekali has his off nights. But here's the important thing. When he has his off nights, it doesn't really matter as much anymore because while he might not give you the offensive production, he is great on the boards, and his defense is such a big boon to this team. The defense part of this has also been really cool. Femi's a guy that can defend one through four, and that makes him a really versatile, interchangeable defender. He can grow there as well. And eventually, as he continues to grow, and maybe Pick gets the point guard this offseason – he can work from one through the four. And when you're going to have so many, if you can, if you can add a point guard and you have all the guys coming back, you can play a smaller ball lineup where Femi Odecali is actually the power forward. And that's a, such a unique player. Femi Odecali is a complete unicorn in terms of what he brings to the table because he is so lengthy. He's so explosive, but he's got good handles. He's got the ability to handle the ball. And he's got a developing three point shot. And this is something that, at this point, is now becoming really something to monitor. Femi Odukali is now up to 36% from downtown. And, and that's an improvement over last year now. Again, it's not great, but it's going up. And that's been something huge for him. Odukali's been a better free throw shooter, but at large, 64% free throw shooter this year compared to 49 last year. And over the past month, he's shooting 73% from the stripe. That's over the past eight games. So it's not necessarily a small sample size either. Odukali is becoming better and more efficient in getting those free throws down. He had a key one and one yesterday. 
Um, but the bigger thing that was at large uh, in terms of that is that he gets at the free throw line so much. And so now becoming an actual high volume three throw shooter along with an efficient free throw shooter has been huge for him over the past few months. And it's been really big. And Femi Odukali as a whole, he's playing more minutes. The points are obviously up. Usage rates through the roof. The assists are up, and that's also been an area I thought is really good. Again, now, I don't think Femi Odicali should be a primary ball handler, but I think he's a guy that can handle the ball, and, and that's the thing. You know, he's got to ha- – he, he kind of has to be a primary ball handler at this point because Pitt doesn't have that true point guard. But Femi Odicali is such a unique player in that regard in that his vision is getting much better. He's starting to set up more and more guys. His ability to penetrate the lanes – has always been good, and it's growing now, but his vision to kick it out, his vision to make the one-off pass is growing. He's growing as a player. In this overall development, you've seen in Femio DeCali, Edgar felt like he hit kind of a, a road gap earlier in conference play, and now it's going up, up, up. This feels like something where Femio DeCali is really starting to round out himself into a really good player. And he has a really high ceiling, I think. I think the guy has the highest ceiling on the team. When you look in terms of the core, uh, what he could be, I think he could be phenomenal. And now that he has the ability to defend one through four, and he's getting on the boards, and he's becoming a guy that can create better off the dribble drive, and not just with his right side, is also with his left side now. And, and now he's working to to get better at the free throw line. He's, he's got a propensity to shoot better from downtown. Like, And even when his offensive game isn't on, he can still have a really good game in other areas and really help you. And that's been the big thing. And because Femi Udukali is such a magnetic player in that regard, he's really actually been able to push a lot of things. And so Udukali, I thought, has really played well. And I'm seeing growth from him. And, and that's the most important thing. You want to see the growth from him. Odukali has been a guy that's going to work off guys like Horton. If they get a point guard, I think he'll be great with a point guard. There's certain things he'll need. And it's definitely that important. You know, you have to look at it in that regard and say, okay, Pitt's going to need a point guard, they're going to need a guy like Horton. They're going to need some of these awful guys that, to take attention away from Udukali. And I think, the you know, the initiation of Horton in the lineup has really helped Femi Udukali kind of become more productive and more open. It's opened lanes for him it's, and it's, it's helped him become better. And so I think Femi Udukali, if they get a real point guard next year, I think the sky's the limit for this guy. And, again, he's one of those guys you really want, need to recruit back and need to retain because I think his – his ceiling is so large and what he can do playing one through four, the length he provides, the rebounding ability, the improved ball handling ability that he's showcasing to at least create and then drive and, and pass it out. And it's, it's been huge for Pitt. It's something to really watch for this team moving forward. I think Femi Cali is a guy that, that could be a really big shock turn uh, for a rebuild. If Jeff Capel's to stay here and actually succeed, I, I think Femi Cali is going to be a key part of that core. That's really going to turn this thing around. All right, folks, as always, thanks for listening to the Locked on Pit podcast. We'll be back Monday, probably talking a lot about Pitt versus Georgia Tech, whatever that outcome may be. As Folks, as always, thanks for listening. As all, we ended off, as always, hail to Pitt.